Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Today is the 20th day of August, 2013. We are so glad to have you along. We are continuing on our discussion of the 12 blessings. The hosts for the show are Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Hello there. Good afternoon. Good, well, good morning in some parts of the world and probably in good evening in others. Um, yes. Very pleased. Uh, thank you for introducing us on that. Yeah. <laughs> And, so uh, we, we is, are sort of progressing on, aren't we, with our 12th blessing? Yes, we are indeed. And for those listeners who perhaps have just tuned in for the first time, we have been talking over several months now, many months, about this wonderful series of teachings, cosmic teachings, delivered in 1958 through the yogic mediumship of Dr. George King, by no less than the cosmic avatar of love, the Master Jesus. And not only is this a wonderful uh, set of teachings, a wonderful teaching, but also uh, a spiritual practice. And we have been discussing all of the blessings up until um, this, this one today, which is the, the 12th blessing. And uh, this is the subject of today's show. It is indeed. And each one of these blessings is introduced by an ancient master, an ascended master by the name of Saint Gu Ling. And interestingly enough, he was asked a question many years ago through Dr. King, that's Saint Gu Ling, which was, how often should I practice the Twelve Blessings? And the answer he gave, as I'm sure you remember, Chrissy, was 24 hours a day. <laughs> and that's because this isn't just a question, uh, if that wasn't enough, of praying and sending out energy to the various sources that we've been mentioning. It's also a living practice that we should try to put into into life all the time, including in our sleep state. It's a way of life, and yes. It's a way of life. And, and these concepts, and today is the highlight, and today is extremely, I should say, advanced, which... Um, makes it way above uh, the station of somebody like myself. Uh, very, very advanced teaching indeed. But as we start to grasp and grapple and accept and, and, and try to manifest in some way these teachings, then we are really putting into pra- them into practice, not just when we pray and when we send out energy. That's a very good point. Um, and shall, shall we begin with the uh, lead-in the, the, to the, the Twelfth Blessing? By Saint Gurdjieff, yes. as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And um, would you like me to read the whole of this, Richard? What do you think? Yes, oh, that would be wonderful. Yes, thank you. And please, please feel free to stop if you have any comments uh, during this. But this is um, by Saint Guling, a prominent member of the spiritual hierarchy of Earth, and he begins by saying that now today Prasad will again be dispensed. And just a, a side note to that: Prasad is. Uh, and a food, which is a religious offering, if you like, um, which is offered usually to to God and then distributed um, in God's name. That is blessed food, isn't it? Blessed food, yes. And Mm. uh, the prasad, as he said, that was blessed. And now then when Master Jesus asks for the crosses, I don't know if you'd like to comment on that, Richard, you will place them. Yes, um, on this occasion there were 53 crosses which were 
good to be blessed because this being the twelfth is the last of the twelve blessings of course um, and they were placed on a table um, in front of Dr. King in deep trance in the very building by the way from which I'm now speaking and we have mm-hmm. a, a shrine uh, in the hall which was used uh, it's called the George King Chapel and these 53 crosses were placed in front of uh, Dr. King, of course, entranced by the Master Jesus in deep samadhi. And then later, as we'll find out as we go, they were blessed. And of those 53 crosses, we, we know where six of them are to this day. Um, in fact, one is very close to you, Chrissy, in Michigan. Right. One is in Los Angeles in our temple there. They're all in our temples. One is in Auckland, New Zealand in the temple there. One is in, in this country, in the north of England, in uh, Barnsley, where we have a temple, and the other two are here in the George King Chapel. And several people have told me, and I've experienced this myself beyond any doubt, and I think you have too, Chrissy. you can absolutely feel the power that flows from them. So people have talked about tingling, people have talked about heat, uh, I've had to have the honor of, of actually handling them, positioning them, and it can be almost a burning sensation, a physical burning sensation. So powerful to this very day are the crosses that were blessed after the 12th blessing. Absolutely. And these are tiny little crosses, but they have an enormous power, which uh, is unbelievable that we actually have these crosses blessed by the Master Jesus. So if I can continue with that. Please do, um, please do. St. Guling says he will then bless him, referring, of course, to the Master Jesus at his convenience. And then our good friend here, which is Dr. George King, after the celebration will hand out a cross to each one personally, those 53 crosses, who will come up after and take the cross. And he says, do not let anybody else handle this, for once it has been given into your custody and you accept it, then that virtually becomes a symbol of your acceptance of these last great teachings of Jesus. When you do this, you have responsibility of bearing witness to your fellow men of the words of Jesus in these, your times. Then you will be equipped to speak of these things you have learned. When you have learned them with your heart, then you can go forward and spread the light of your power and your enhanced knowledge of these cosmic teachings to your brothers. For know this, these teachings are not given to you, but through you. Yes, can we Would pause like there, Christy? I'm sorry. Could we just pause there, that, that quote you just pause. read there, for know this, these teachings are not given to you, but through you. Because I've always thought that would be a wonderful slogan uh, for those of us in the Aetherist Society to remember. And I know we have a number of listeners in the society, as we have a number of listeners who aren't in the society. But whatever, when we receive these teachings, we become their custodians. They aren't just given to us, but through us. So we have a duty to pass them on. And that's something to remember, I think. You know, whenever we learn and we, we, we have the pr- privilege and the consciousness changes and rises through that learning... Also, we gain a responsibility, and, and as St. Guling spelt it out in those very simple, very memorable words, these teachings are not given to you, but through you. Yes, it's a very important thing to remember. 
We would like to offer most heartfelt thanks to all those who cooperated with these 12 blessings, to all you who came here, and especially to you, dear people, who sacrificed the bliss of the blessings to take active part in all forms of service which were necessary in order to guarantee the faithful continuance of this operation. To you, dear friends, go my greatest thanks. It is unnecessary for me to offer thanks to the one who enabled these blessings to be given to us, for he has read the book and has seen it there. But declaration has not yet quite dawned, but will do so. Now, during this blessing, please, dear friends, sit very quietly and send your power to the focal point, the one and only point. I go. Yes, I think there's a very interesting statement there, Chrissy, um, which you just read, which is, declaration has not yet quite dawned, but will do so. And, of course, that's referring to Dr. King. Um, it's uh, the book referred to there. Um, he says he has read the book and has seen it there. Of course, that is the Akashic Records, the Akashic book, the book uh, in which all events uh, in the history of our world are inscribed, and those who are capable of deep meditation are able to read, as he was, of course, uh, easily by that stage, or he couldn't have taken the Twelve Blessings in this form, um, you know, that, that he could read the Akashic Records, cause so he could see what had been done and the significance of it by reading them. But then he goes on, but declaration has not yet quite dawned, but will do so. Now, what exactly that's referring to isn't known. I mean, I throw out a theory, Chrissy, which may be wrong or it may be right, that he hadn't fully then, in 1958, realized his exact identity himself, which may have come very shortly after that. Um, uh, in 59 maybe and that of course was his true um, being what he really was which of course we've mentioned on Ethereus Radio Live before he was indeed of course a cosmic avatar himself and you know, some of the cosmic avatars it certainly was true of some of the disciples of Jesus such as St. Peter weren't aware of their full nature became revealed later on so that uh, could be refer to that Chrissy I don't know what you think yeah that that does make a lot of sense I think the um, the realization probably comes in in stages because it's uh, you know as a child it would be too much to handle this realization and I think it would come in 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 stages um, as you say and uh, hadn't yet quite reached that point but probably this taking of the 12 blessings I'd imagine was a great initiation also for Dr. King uh, yes absolutely was and of course he had to observe as we've said before strict rules i mean he couldn't speak on the days of the blessings and you know he had to live a certain type of life in order to be able to take these extremely elevated transmissions because they are they are taken in such a pure way which means they're extremely accurate and those uh, and we've uh, we've recommended this several times before who have the cds are able to actually hear the the blessings as they were delivered through him. Uh, you you don't even just get the words; you get the vibrations. Very very close, uh, indeed, to the pure essence of say the Master Jesus giving them himself physically, because Dr. King was so advanced and so elevated uh, by that stage. 
Yeah, it was interesting what you said in a previous show, Richard, that people who had never heard a blessing before, when they heard the blessing, even though they may not know who it was from, they immediately say, well, that's the Master Jesus. Yes, or even if they don't know our teaching, they just say, oh, that's the voice of Jesus. It, it's a, it is an extraordinary, wonderful, wonderful voice. And I think it's one of the beautiful things you know, that people experience through the blessings. There's many things that people experience through coming into contact with the 12 blessings, but one of them is the essence of that voice, which is completely unique. Yes, and if you are fortunate enough to live near a, a headquarters, a branch, or a group, one thing we do in the Aetherius Society at all our divine services held on a Sunday, uh, we play one of these blessings. So please Yes, and if, have a look and if you don't live near us, you know, and you're, you're planning a trip or you're wondering where to go on holiday or something and you're able to, come to an area where you can attend one of our Sunday services, as Chrissy says, and you'll hear it. And it's, it's a real experience. Exactly. Well, shall we uh, begin the, the blessing itself, Richard? Yes, I think just before we do, though, there's, there's something I'd like to say about it. Um, uh, and then, then I'll, you'll, you'll kindly read it for us as as you're doing so well at the moment. But I I do think, having thought, meditated, contemplated on this, that we are entering, we've already entered, but we're well into the realms of extremely advanced Nani Yoga here, Nani being the yoga of wisdom, which is a different thing from knowledge, actually. Knowledge is, you know, can be the accumulation of information and facts and so on, but wisdom is a state of being, a state of realization. And here we have something which is, I'd like to call it cosmic Nani, Chrissy. Mm, I like that. <laughs> I think, you know, it, it takes even the great wisdoms that you will find, and we've always stressed on Ethereum Radio Live that we are not a one and only way, that there is no, we have never said there's no other great teaching or great wisdom in, in history. On the contrary, there are many sources. There's the Tao Te Ching, there's the Bhagavad Gita, there's certain aspects of the Bible. But the Vedas, the Upanishads, the ancient teachings, that's where you'll find... I think the most, um, descriptions of the essence and the nature of Brahma, of the divine uh, being and, and the nature of creation. And, and, and there you're dealing with the product of deep and profound meditation. And it's a very different route to wisdom and a very different route to, to logic, actually, than the basic logic that's applied in the intellectual world or in the world that we think of as philosophy. Interestingly enough, the word philosophy, I believe, was coined by Pythagoras uh, before Socrates and Aristotle and, and, and Plato and so on, who was, of course, himself, in essence, a very, very great mystic. So he, he I'm sure, understood it. But some philosophy has been de degraded, really, by going purely down the speculative intellectual route. True philosophy, true wisdom, arises through meditation, uh, and that's really what we're dealing with in the essence of the blessing we're about to study. Well, thank you for that, Richard. Um, mm. So this blessing is the blessing to the absolute. Also, you might refer to it as divinity, the creator, God, etc. And one point, I, one small point I wanted to make is that a, a good thing that's come out of the New Age movement is that there is this 
uh, discussion, a realization that we have within us a, a spark of the divine, a spark of God. And this is kind of embracing mm. the Eastern philosophy, if you like, which wasn't in the past. You know, there in the past, of course, God was a separate being, if you like. So this is mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. But I, I often um, wanted to say to people, how would you describe God? And people would come up with, well, strength and love and so on. But here we have a description, a meditation, if you like, on the absolute which the more we read it and practice it and understand it and meditate upon it, the more we realize that we have an aspect of this within us. And I think it's so liberating from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Very true, so, very true indeed. So let, shall I begin by reading it? Yes, and please, please do, please, please do. The please f- I think the first do. sentence is a standalone sentence, actually, but please read it. Huh. The first sentence, the Master Jesus, O my adorable children, where you gather in my name, truly, truly, there shall I be. I I think we have to pause there because, and and this has been something we've discussed before, but it does mean exactly, it must mean what it says. And, you know, that when people gather, and if, for example, you gather with others, um, even if there's just a few of you, um, even if there's just two of you, it's some kind of a gathering, uh, and you're gathering to do the 12 blessings or to study the 12 blessings. We have a kind of uh, you know, a gathering going on now over the Internet, yeah. really, through this program. Mm. And there's a mm. promise there. There shall I be. And it doesn't, of course, necessarily mean that he'll physically appear. That's very unlikely, though not impossible, but extremely unlikely. But it does mean that in some form, he will be there through his presence, through his energy, and many have felt that, haven't they, Chrissy? Uh, When we come together, you know, that presence, that unique, beautiful, beautiful presence of the Master Jesus can, can be tangible. Absolutely. Um... The next part, O children, control your minds, control your emotions, and walk through silence into silence. Then you will be one with the all-knowledge space which exists within each and every one of you. Then come ye outwards in service. For verily do I say unto you that the greatest one in these days is he who sacrifices himself, his bliss, and the whole of his energy for the benefit of his brother. This one is great. Be ye like this. Prepare yourselves, O adorable children. Give yourselves the ability to be of service and then be of service so that your brother may be helped through you. Yes, I think there's just so much there, Chrissy. Um, control your minds. Control your emotions. I mean, that's... Um <laughs> easier said than done isn't it mm, but it's absolutely. also hopeful i mean that is saying you can there's so many people who think they can't control their minds and their emotions they think and um, people think that you know if they wake up in a bad mood if they feel this or they feel that there is nothing they can do about it but of course the master jesus is telling us we can we are we can be the master of our mind the master of our emotions and then he goes into walk through silence into silence very simple words in a way but it says it all you've got to start practicing silence in order to discover silence 
And of course, there's a lot of emphasis actually in the Twelfth Blessing on silence, which of course is motionless. There, are, there, there can be no uh, sound waves, which is motion. Uh, and then silence is produced, but it's more than a physical thing, of course. It's, it's a state of being. And then there's this very interesting statement later, which is summarized in the end. Give yourselves the ability to be of service, and then be of service, so that your brother may be helped through you. And that's, I don't believe, Chrissy, that's referring to specifically you know, some kind of talent. It, it may well include that. Uh, probably, I'm sure that it does. You know, so learn this ability, learn to do this well, learn that technique, be able to serve. Absolutely. But it goes a lot deeper than that because the Master Jesus is talking about the fact that you have to go within, within yourself, and then sacrifice that. But you can't sacrifice bliss, and we've talked about this before, if you haven't found bliss. So you have to go in and find this. And this gives you the ability to be of service because this is the thing that will motivate you to want to be of service and to know what kind of service is needed. Uh, and so there's a lot more to that statement, give yourselves the ability to be of service and then be of service. It's mm, a very interesting interpretation. Thank you for that. So let's um, continue, shall we, with this wonderful blessing. And yes, this is, please do. Please I suppose do. you'd say that the descriptive part, and please feel free to stop me at any time. Mm. Blessed is the absolute in all its terrible glory, in all its silent immobility, in all its ever-moving manifestation, in all its silent yet complete consciousness. Could I, I stop you, you there, Christine, please? Yes, yes. I mean... One thing that um, we have to, when we, and, I, and I have described this as deep, advanced nani yoga, cosmic nani, I've called it, just as a you know, way of describing it. Any kind of deep study of truth at all, if you're getting into the higher concepts, includes paradox. It includes opposites. I'd, I'd actually like, if I may, to quote from a lecture delivered by Dr. King in 1961, so all those years ago, and he, he said this, Truth has two poles, you know. It must have to be balanced. If we examine consciousness, we find that where two lines intersect, negative and positive mental lines, if you like to call them that, we have, at the exact intersection point, we have consciousness. At the exact intersection point of a negative mental line and a positive mental line, we have truth. Now, that's quite a, a, a deep and advanced explanation by someone who really knew, who, who was a master of yoga, who'd studied the ancient Eastern wisdom and really had realized it and meditated upon it fully. And, of course, he's not talking, when he says a negative mental line, about something bad, He's talking about the poles, the two poles. So, for example, in the extract that Chrissy has just read, you have these words. You have, in all its silent immobility, and then the next line, in all its ever-moving manifestation. So you have immobility, and immediately you have ever-moving. Mm -hmm. And, of course, there you have a paradox. But in advanced truth, in, in deep Nani Yoga... Uh, you have to be able to absorb 
apparent opposites. And this is what I was talking about earlier, really. It's the difference between a meditative-produced logic and a basic logic. Uh, a basic logical person, you know, using ordinary thinking, say, well, it's either immobile or it's not. You know, you can't have it one right. way or the other. But, mm-hmm. of course, in deep, you, you know, deep realization, you have to be able to accept and absorb both the poles in order to have consciousness of the truth. And you find this quite a bit in the in the twelfth blessing especially. What, Thank you any so comments much. on that, Chrissy? No, it just shows that to me anyway that um I think you know, this is not just a practice, but it, it you can take any line within these blessings and yes. reflect on them and contemplate on them and meditate Absolutely. on them if you're capable. And, mm-hmm. you know, as Richard said, it, it, it's kind of, it's beyond the intellect. Um, it is, I mean, it, it is. And, and and you get, you know, if you get a simple phrase like this, in all its terrible glory. Now, most people would say, well, glory isn't terrible. Of course, right. the word terrible has a different meaning there um you know especially nowadays with terror and so on but you know it what it does it produces a sense of awe to that yeah. sentence uh, and yeah. a, and a sense of marvel so you end up with something which is you know you 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 get a deeper grasp of what the master jesus is trying to say in what appears to be a slightly contradictory phrase yes yeah, and then there's the sheer poetry of the words and the, Absolutely. the, the meter of the, the lines and all of this, which Indeed. I know we've talked about in previous uh, mm. shows. Richard, mm-hmm. um, I can't believe the time already. Um, it's coming up to the break, so either we can right. um, go on with this or we could have a break now a little early and then come back to it. What do you think? Yeah, that's um, fine. That's fine. Okay, we've got well, a lot to, lot, lot to study here, and I, I've got a feeling we aren't going to... Uh, you know, get beyond this blessing today. I don't think so, no. <laughs> so um, perhaps we can have a break now, Annette, and then um, sure, sure. Uh, go back to the next part. Yeah, thank you. Okay, great. We are listening to Ethereus Radio Live, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blade. And as we stated at the beginning of the show, you are enjoying the discussion of the 12 blessings, and they are discussing the last of those, the 12 blessings. So we're so glad you're tuned in, and you're tuned in today live on the 20th day of August, 2013. And we'd like to give you a bit of information for those who are looking for a wonderful, wonderful way to continue expressing yourself in a loving, healing manner. The Magic of Healing Workshop taking place at the Ethereum Society, 3119 North Campbell Road, Royal Oak, Michigan, Saturday, August 24th, 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. There's a $95 charge for this workshop, and Chrissy Blaze is running it. It's a hands-on workshop, but you will learn the same safe, effective healing techniques that she herself has been using for over 30 years, taught to her by Dr. George King. You will also learn effective distant healing methods, visualization practices, how to enhance your own healing energy and a protective practice, and more. Please contact Chrissy at once if you are interested in participating. There are only a few slots open, 248-804-9945, or email Chrissy directly at chrissyblades at msn.com to get more information and to sign up for this workshop coming up Saturday, October 24th. Richard Lawrence would like to invite everyone to the U.K. or those who would like to travel 
there to two official pilgrimages to Holy Mountains in Britain, Yes Tour in Devon, and Kinder Scout in Peak District. You will want to inquire for details regarding times and service and other arrangements by calling 027-736-4187, and of course, for more information on these and any other topics that you are seeking information on, you can contact these two directly through their websites, richardlawrence.co.uk, chrissyblaze.com, and we also invite you to the website of Aetherius.org for all information Aetherius Society related. We are live here on the 20th day of August 2013, and we are enjoying a fascinating and uplifting discussion of the 12th blessing of the 12 blessings with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you very much, Annette. Thank you. We'll continue then with uh, the reading of the Twelfth Blessing. Greater than all the worlds is this, for it contains them. Greater than all the suns is this, for these are the centers of its wondrous body. Greater than the great galactic lords is this, for these are activated centers of preservation within this mighty frame. Greater than even the seven lords of creation is this, for these are its hearts. Greater than even the one within the center is this, for this is but its brain. It yes, is above I think... all these things. I'm sorry. It is no, no. all these things and even more than that. Yes, I think we have to pause there because we, we have a reference here, and those who have been following us in the, the last show in particular, when we did the, the, the 10th and 11th blessings, might recall uh, a passage in the 11th blessing which went like this. There is the one in the center. There are the seven central suns. There are the 91 galactic lords. There are the 900 million solar logi. There are the countless trillions of worlds. So this is a reference back to that, and it's in reverse order this time, and there's a slightly different and, um, I don't know, more um, descriptive way of expressing it. It starts now, as you've just read, Chrissy, greater than, than all the worlds is this, greater than all the suns. It goes through these same bodies, greater than the great, t- great galactic lords. And let's remember, we were, we were told that the galaxy is itself a greater lord of creation. The galaxy, that's this galaxy that we're in. A galactic lord, of which we're told there are 91, uh, must be even greater, one would assume, than a galaxy, or maybe it's a conglomeration of galaxies. Uh, This isn't revealed to us. But then we get this key passage here. Greater than even the seven lords of creation is this, for these are its hearts. So we're told there um, that there are seven, and, and, and um, that's a, a revelation itself. This could refer back to the seven central suns. And then it goes on, greater than even the one within the center is this, for this is but its brain. So, and that, of course, is referred to as the one in the center. So what what we're sort of seeing here, I think, is a different approach by the Master Jesus to the same thing. Uh, He's saying really now calling these seven central suns, if you like, 
which are, of course, the supreme laws of creation, its hearts. Its hearts is putting them in the context, if you like, of the absolute, which is even greater than the supreme laws of creation, which is hard to conceive. And then he uses this phrase about the one within the center, which must be the ultimate being in manifestation. And he says, this is but its brain. Um, and this is to put a context, I think, to show the absolute enormity, the wonder, the incredible glory of the absolute. Well, thank you for that, Richard. Um, interesting, too, because even though it's very difficult, I think, if we're honest, to grasp these elevated concepts, the Master mm. Jesus put it in such a way that somehow in a way that we can relate to it, for these are its hearts. This is yes. but its brain, sort of bringing it in these concepts that we can understand, even though at the same time we know really we can't. Mm-hmm. And also it is above all these things. It is all these things, and even more than that. Um, mm. So I'll continue with the next part, shall I? Yes, please do. Blessed is the absolute in all the wondrous glory of its manifestation, in all the unchangeability of its reality. I, I don't like to interrupt you, Chrissy, I'm because sorry, I'm I, sorry. I, I don't, you know, I, I, but we have to, I think, pause on some of these sentences. In all the unchangeability of its reality. I mean, there you have, you know, an advanced teaching in itself, because if something changes, then it can't have been real. Right. In the first place, or it couldn't change because reality must be something lasting. I mean, I completely agree with you, Chrissy, that we're all out of our depth here. I certainly am. This is um, you know, way above my pay grade to even comment on. But and yet, these are the revelations of one who really knows the essence of what the absolute is, namely the Master Jesus. And uh, there's some little. A little, but I mean short phrases in there, which say it all. The unchangeability of its reality. That's what reality is. That tells us the question many people go, what is real? What is reality? Mm. It's the unchangeability, that which doesn't change. That sentence alone is the great secret of secrets, is it not? So. It is. And I'm going, to, I'm going to read a sentence and sort of pause, so feel free yes, to... Yes, because I hate interrupting um, you, because no, it, no, it um, seems rude, really. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I, I know you have a, a lot to, to say, which is very useful to illuminate these sentences for people. In all the complete immobility of its silent self, for this is the beginning and the end, and it is the stage before the beginning and the stage after the end. Yes, I, I think that's another pause because I think that throws out some of the atheistic science that we're getting now. And don't get me wrong, there's some absolutely wonderful and brilliant science. And you mm -hmm. have many scientists who are deeply religious and you have a number of scientists scientists, especially in the field of astrophysics and uh, theoretical physics, who have come to, to spirituality in one form or another through their studies. But you've also got this sort of neo-Darwinist attempt to, to decry the idea of God and so on. 
using the physics and using the evolutionary theories and so on. And that one st statement there, in my opinion, uh, throws them out, throws it all out the window. It is the stage before the beginning and the stage after the end. The scientist, the physical scientist, can only deal with that which is in manifestation. And even then, in a very limited way. I mean, what we're regarding as the certainties now are going to be overturned as surely as Newtonian physics has been overturned in the last couple of hundred years, or the last hundred years. Um, but the key point there being that the scientist, the physical scientist, the materialistic scientist, the person who's only grappling with that which is in physical manifestation and trying to understand it, will never get to the root of the essence of the absolute because it is the stage before the beginning. In mm -hmm. other words, before manifestation existed and the stage after the end. And what they can't answer, no matter how clever their theories, and some of them are brilliant, and arguably the Big Bang and the concept of the dissolution of the universe eventually after it's expanded and so on, these kind of concepts are close to the ancient uh, Eastern teaching of the outbreathing of God, you know, there was potential, and from that potential was the outbreathing which brought manifestation, and then the inbreathing is the return uh, back again uh, to that potential, but with realization. Um, they kind of seem to be getting at some of that with this idea of a, of a Big Bang followed by expansion, followed by dissolution, but what they can't get to is the stage before and where did it come from and where did even the Big Bang come from and what will happen afterwards? The big questions, yes, very, very interesting indeed. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll just continue then. Um, there is Please nothing do. in all worlds outside of this, for this is all in all and all in all that. Blessed yes, that, that, that's a meditation in itself, isn't mm. it? This, this is all in all, and all in all that. This, yes. this, in other words, this manifestation, this, that which is manifested is all in all. So it, it is all that is manifested. But also, and all in all that, it's all that which is not manifested. Mm. That's the true mystical meaning of this. Um, which we can't grasp with our intellects alone. And, you know, we can talk till the cows come home, as they say, but it won't necessarily get us there. We have to focus and, and absorb through our feelings as well as mm. our thoughts. Mm. That's a very good point, Richard. And I think if people listening and they're having a hard time really understanding these advanced concepts, then just don't try not to put a barrier down. Um, and this sometimes happens, I know, when something is kind of beyond your comprehension. But kind of just allow your, keep your heart open and just feel the words and the explanations. Um, so I'll continue. Shall I? Blessed Please. is the absolute. Not even the supreme lords of all creation could do justice to the picturization of the magnificence of this. For it is the former of the great cause which coming before potential these ones can use. We have to pause there, don't we? Uh, that's a, a massive, massive statement. It is the former of the great cause which coming before potential these ones can use. There's a lot, of, lot revealed 
tremendous amount revealed in that one statement, I feel. First of all, there's a reference to something which came before potential. As far as I know, up to now, uh, we don't have such a reference. There's been an understanding by the, the advanced mystics and certainly the ancient rishis who, who composed the Vedas and didn't compose them in writing, of course. They were written down thousands of years later. There was a concept of potential, but not something before potential. And this is the thing which obviously we're told here even the supreme laws of all creation need and which they even they can't do justice to the picturization of the magnificence of the absolute um, for this very, very reason that uh, the, 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 it's the great cause. Now what is the great cause? What's that referring to? That's the the reason why one can, you know, if one's advanced enough, we, one can start to understand how. But we're told that no earth person can really start to understand the why. Why did this happen? And then we're told in in another great work, which we're going to be featuring next in our series, the Nine Freedoms, that it's actually the interplanetary masters who just begin, who start to understand the why of existence. And here we're told that even the ultimate beings in all creation, the supreme lords of all creation, they need to be given the great, the great cause uh, in order to do their work, as it were. And, and that's something which, even as I say it, I feel I'm not doing justice to beginning to explain it, probably because I don't fully understand it myself. Um, and, and so even they can't even uh, do justice to, to the true magnificence of, of, of this because that must be also contained somehow in this great cause. And I suppose you could deduce from that that if they need that, then that is only understood fully or grasped fully or realized fully, whatever, there aren't words for this, are there? Beyond yeah. manifestation itself. Um, I do apologize to listeners if this is getting very, very heavy in a way, because it is. This is, this is the ultimate. This, this week, this month, we are discussing the ultimate of ultimates, the absolute. But at the same time, I think it's very liberating because we realize how little we know <laughs> and how much there yes. is to learn and to grow and you know, what a vast universe, and I think it's terrible, it's very, very exciting, mm -hmm. uh, this journey that we're on. So I thank agree. you so much for, for explaining this, for giving some illumination to this very, very important sentence. Richard, I'm going to read, I was going to read the next part, the whole of the next part. Yes. Uh, and forever, because it's just so beautiful. And Please then do. pause after that. Yes. Um, so if that's okay. Now Please this do. next part is sheer poetry, is it not? Yes. And I'll, I'll try and do it some justice. It is the I am within man. It is the life within all things. It is the rain. It is the drought. It is the gentle breeze of summertime. It is the mighty wind across the sea. It is the sea. It is the emptiness of space. It is the fullness contained within space. It is the world. It is ever and forever 
and forever. It is infinity, and yet it is more than this, for it is behind even these things. Yes, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just poetry, isn't it? I mean, the Master Jesus has picked certain things, if you like, and put them together in order to try to express or to, to bring about an appreciation. That, mm. that, that, that is a poetic passage of great beauty, I would say. And also these, uh, this duality that you talked about, the rain, it's the mm. drought, it's uh, the gentle yes. breeze, the mighty wind, you know, it's, it's uh, the fullness Opposites of space, the emptiness of space. Yes, it's, yes. It's, um, it's wonderful. And then I just um, read the last couple of sentences. This, O oh, adorable children, is the God. This is the God which cannot ever be limited by man or God-man. This thing, this all things, is now blessed. I must say, I personally absolutely love this statement. This is the God which cannot ever be limited by man or God-man. Because we do such a good job on this earth of limiting God and limiting the concepts of God. I should say a bad job, really. But there's so many, and a lot of it very well-intentioned. And it's often so, I don't wish to criticize anyone or anyone's religious beliefs, but... Uh, not always, but often it's very limiting. Uh, people think they know God. They think they know what God mm-hmm. thinks. They think they know what God wants. And, of right. course, we, we have some ideas of these things. And as you said, the key point, Chrissy, God is within us all. And so, of course, we have that contact, potentially, all the time. Uh, but God is above and beyond any concept that we can come up with any concept that we can come up with. Um, Or even it says, oh, God-man. So, you know, you have God-men who've been here. We have the Master Jesus. We have the Lord Buddha. We have Sri Krishna. I would say we have Dr. George King. We have Lao Tzu. We have many great God-men who've been here and given us different concepts to liberate us and to broaden us. But the Master Jesus is saying, even they... You know, it's even beyond that. It cannot even be limited to that. Absolutely. And this is why you know you have you have apparent differences because they they you have the old Sri Ramakrishna parable of the four blind boys who who were taken in to touch an elephant and they each touched a different part of the elephant. Uh, I think they were either blind or blindfolded. I, I can't recall which. But they then came out, and they, they'd never seen an elephant, and they described what they touched. One had touched a trunk, one had touched a leg, one had touched a tail, whatever. And the descriptions were all completely different. And if you'd taken those as read, you'd say, oh, well, they're all talking about something different. And Ramakrishna says, no, that, that's the different religions. They've all touched on an aspect of God, uh, but God is above and beyond them all. <laughs> Very interesting point, yes. Mm. So this this brings the twelfth blessing to a close with the line, so endeth the twelfth blessing. But after this, um, there is a, a wonderful, a more um, teaching from the Master Jesus. And Richard, we have just about 12 minutes left. Um, how mm. should we handle this? Um, well, I, I, I won't interrupt you too much, I suggest. 
Well, okay, let's do the like first paragraph. It? If you read the next paragraph, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, little children, do not let the fools of your world limit your concept. Do not let them limit your thought. Do not let them limit your visualization. Do not let them limit your soul. But think upon these things. Let these truths enter into your consciousness so that you may be better prepared for your journey through experience. I just would like to say that in this physical world, we are constantly being limited by conditioning. Mm. And, you know, the newspapers, the media, the business world, the the things that we have to do, uh, the, the preoccupations of the physical world, they may not all be wrong. I'm certainly not saying that. But they are extremely limiting. The immense priority that's given to things which aren't really very important. All of this, if we let it, will limit our visualization, limit our thought, limit our concept. When we study, as you are doing now, you know, kindly listening to our, our, our Theorist Radio Live show here, you are expanding uh, your consciousness. Uh, and these truths will enter into your consciousness, and that will change you. And when you study the 12 blessings at home, and when you practice the 12 blessings in a group, all the time your consciousness then is being expanded if we were on a higher realm, that be particularly a very high realm, I believe, the, the preoccupations would be very, very different. The sort mm-hmm. of things that they're looking at, they may note some of the things that shock and terrify and preoccupy people here, certainly, but they wouldn't give them the same priority. They'd, they'd find a much greater priority, for example, in world service, in spiritual concepts, in those people who are trying to help the planet, not just physically, but as a living being, and so on. Those would be the things that you'd be absorbing all the time into your consciousness if we were fortunate enough to inhabit, say, a level five or even a higher level than that. But here, we're being bombarded all the time by limiting concepts. So I think... This advice from the Master Jesus, do not let the fools of your world limit your concept, Mm. is very important. And one way to do that is to really study and really practice the 12 blessings. Yes, and also at the end, the Master Jesus said, if we uh, let these truths into our consciousness, then we'll be better prepared. So it's it's helping us in our journey into the future and through experience. So this is um, a wonderful promise too, isn't it? It is indeed. Then after that, um, Master Jesus says, bring unto me now these crosses. And here the 53 little wooden crosses talked about earlier were placed upon the table before the gentle master. He then took a cross from the tray on which they were standing and held it in his right hand high above his head so that all might see. And said these words, look at this. Look what the Christian church has done to it. It is these people who have stained it with the continual flow of my blood. This, my children, is not the symbol of death. It is the symbol of resurrection. It is not the symbol of the terrible death depicted by your foolish priests. It is the lasting symbol of resurrection of the spirit of man up to the mighty Godhead through karmic experience. That is what it is. Yes, beautiful words. Do you you want to comment on that, Chrissy? The symbol of the cross, of course, is a a very mystic symbol, the symbol of resurrection, as Master Jesus says, 
And so often uh, in many Christian churches, even at, at a young age, I, I never liked seeing a crucifix. I, ne- I could never no. tolerate that. Even before I knew about these, way before I knew about the Twelve Blessings and so on, or the teachings of the Assyria Society, I was always repulsed somehow, and I didn't even know why when I saw a crucifix, uh, because it was a depiction of a terrible thing. And, you know, it just seems so wrong, and we are learning from this. Indeed it is, because this is a wonderfully liberating concept. The cross represents our resurrection, um, which is so different. Mm-hmm. True. Um, because of such, it is a holy symbol. The cross is indeed a holy symbol. Treat it as such. Make it known that it is such. And then the Master Jesus says, you will not be popular. If you take these, my texts, into your world, you must be prepared to divorce yourself from popularity in this world as yet. I can certainly vouch for that. I, I'd just like to pause there, if I if I may. Um, you know, we in the Ethereum Society we teach many many things, um, from um, psychic development to healing, as you're doing, uh, to various cosmic things, and then you know, the the height being the twelve blessings and the nine freedoms are are great cosmic teachings. And this year in, in, in this country, we are engaged in a campaign about the twelve blessings, not just in this country actually, in various parts of Africa and so on, and. It's no doubt. I mean, I, I've been actually directly approached and told that this isn't, you know, acceptable. If I was talking about something else, yes, certainly. If I was talking about psychic development or something, that would be fine. But this is just not a, uh, acceptable or assimilable by people, certain types of people who want to come and hear about even metaphysics or even New Age teachings. And we have to be prepared to take that, and we have to be prepared on certain occasions to divorce ourselves from popularity in this world. But there's a promise here, because the Master Jesus says, as yet. Yes, exactly. Because we look back in the, you know, people want distance from belief. It seems, you know, if this had been given 2,000 years ago, well, yes, of course, now people would be accepting it. But because it's been given so in our recent history, it's very, very difficult to take that on board. But we have to be courageous. And uh, Mm -hmm. the next part, just as I resurrected after the crucifixion, Master Jesus, so do I state now that when you do this, you will live through the mighty triumph of your resurrection. Do you want to comment on that? Well, that's, that's tremendous hope because what the Master Jesus was doing was, was in so many ways, was, was a, acting as a pattern. Uh, he showed us that we can resurrect. We can resurrect in um, you know, ways of life, like as it were, a karmic resurrection, uh, a, a triumph through experience. And also, ultimately, we will ascend. This is something we're going to touch on, Chrissy, when we get into the nine freedoms in two shows from now, I think it's going to be. It was going to be next month, but I think it now might be the month October. It will be, yes. We have more to get through. Um, The Master Jesus then, at the end, refers again to the crosses when he says, Let no man touch this one except he who now holds it. These symbols are blessed as the symbols of resurrection. They will hold that power as long as this world does last. For even if you destroy them now, the power will not leave them. 
So, Richard, shall we close this show? Can I, could I ask you whether you would be prepared to lead us in the prayer? What do you I think? would certainly be honoured to, to, to lead the prayer, which comes at the end of the twelfth blessing. So I, I'd ask people who are listening, if you're able to, if, you, if you're in a convenient place where you can do this, and a safe place to do this, to just visualise the white light coming down through the head, the neck, the shoulders, down into the heart centre, and raise your hands with the palms facing forwards, removing any rings or watches that you're wearing or bracelets, allowing the power to flow, and join with me as I say the prayer at the end of the twelfth blessing. Almighty Jehovah, let the wondrous power from your everlasting heart fall upon the heads of all those upon the earth now. Let the wondrous love from your mighty heart fall upon the hearts of all those upon the earth now, so that they may all realize their divine heritage and oneness with thee. Thank you, Richard. That was very beautiful. And then the final words, you're going to give us the final words of the blessing, Chrissy? Oh, adorable children, go with God. I must say it's been a tremendous honor, hasn't it, Chrissy, to, to go through these 12 blessings. And it just remains really now, which I think we must do next month now, to go through mm-hmm. the transmissions, the two transmissions that followed this, short extracts, one from the Master Aetherius, one from Mars Sector 6, and also an absolutely beautiful prayer the last blessing that was delivered by Dr. King in 1959 to the Master Jesus, which people can use. I mean, you know, it's a strange thing that people, many of them Christian people, they don't pray for the Master Jesus at all, or what they might refer to as Jesus Christ at all. They pray for things for themselves, things for others, things for the world, hopefully, if if they're enlightened enough. But they don't actually ask for energy and power and love and blessing to flow to the Master Jesus himself, who who made this un- incredible sacrifice. So we'll cover all that now next month. I have to apologize to Annette because it puts her, mm-hmm. her plans back a bit. And then after that, in October, we'll start. It'll be our, our one-year anniversary with the Nine Freedoms. Sounds wonderful. Thanks so much, Richard, and um, great to be doing the show with you again. And over now to all the closing practices, uh, closing announcements. Sorry. And you know, there's no apologies necessary. This is such wonderful information that for someone like me who's hearing it for the first time, if if you had rushed through it, I I would be totally lost. And for those who who are enjoying it, you know, again and again. They don't want you to rush through it either, so please don't worry. Everything is in divine order, and I'm looking forward to next month to continue. This is great, so thank you, Richard, and thank you, Chrissy. I'm so excited. Aetherius Radio Live here at Body, Mind, Spirit Radio on the 20th day of August 2013. We have been enjoying the 12th blessing, and we'll continue on with the September program, so please tune in live on the third Tuesday of the month, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you are looking for an absolutely magical way to spend some time connected to the energy of Dr. George King, Richard Lawrence invites everyone to the U.K. for two holy pilgrimages, 
to the mountains, Yes Tour in Devon, and Kinder Scout in Peak District. If you would like more information on details regarding the times, service, and other arrangements, please call 0207-736-4187, 0207-736-4187. And Chrissy Blaze is going to be teaching a Magic Appealing Workshop Saturday, August 24th from 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. The hands-on workshop, you're going to learn the same safe, effective healing techniques that she was taught by Dr. George King and has been using for over 30 years, as well as effective distance healing methods, visualization practices, how to enhance your own healing energy, and a protective practice, as well as much, much more. 248-804-9945, or email Chrissy directly, chrissyblaze at msn.com. And again, for all things Aetherius Society related, we direct you to www.aetherius.org. And we thank you all so much for tuning in to Aetherius Radio Live today here at Body, Mind, Spirit Radio.